The future of radio. 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 The future of radio is here. Unemployment I think maybe you're on the steps. I think I might be willing to admit that I might have. I mean, a... this is a big moment for you <laughs> to actually be able to admit this. And, and I do like that... it's been sitting there for a while. And I finally just today decided I'm like, all right, I'm driving. I'm doing it. I'm getting rid of some of this. Yeah. Because I don't drive a lot. But so. you haven't actually done it yet. Not yet. I'm going to do it after the show. But what if there's a treasure in there? I know. I know. It's been packed up now for a month. I don't know what's in there. And I can't open it or else I'm just going to take it you all back. You should probably just go through it again. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have lots to get to today. We do have a special guest who is going to be joining us, and it is Katrina, who is the executive director of the Brian Grant Foundation. We met her at the Soulful Giving Blanket concert. We met her at the Soulful Giving Blanket. And she knows me as the weird lady who uh, took Brian Grant's drink tickets. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Remember that story on the episode we talked about it. So this is how we met Katrina. And we'll talk about this here in a little bit, too. But, yeah, um, Brian Grant was at this, you know, wonderful foundation, this charity. And we were all hanging out for a minute. Not hanging out, but we were talking to him for a few. And um, he had to go, and he had his free drink tickets left. Sarah just asked him what uh, he was He doing. was getting ready to leave, and he had them on his person, so I asked what he was going to be doing with them. I didn't say, Brian, give me your drink tickets. No. I just was inquiring as to what he was going to be doing with those things that would become just little worthless bits of paper once he left the festival. Exactly. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, that was it. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. And I think- they became... Delicious beers for Greg and Tristan. <laughs> so, Katrina's the executive director. I don't believe Brian Grant's going to be with her. I don't think that's going to be happening. So, part of the Brian Grant Foundation is they also have uh, Shake It Till We Make It, which is an event that they put on every year because Brian Grant has Parkinson's. And I love the name of it, Shake It Till We Make It. Oh, yeah, because it's like tongue-in-cheek. Because he's, yeah. he's had this foundation now for a long time. They do all different sorts of charity work. A lot of it, yeah. yeah. So, we're going to be talking to her about that. So, we'll have uh, Katrina in here in just a little bit to talk all about that. And lots of other things going on, but back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, Sarah coming to a realization of something. Yes, I have realized that, in fact, uh, indeed, my apartment is very small, and I need to start getting rid of some stuff. Because I do not believe that I am anywhere close to being what one might call a, a hoarder person, but I do have way too many clothes. When it comes to clothes and shoes, I do have a little bit of a problem, and I need to start making some space for other things. Yeah. Because I am feel I, I do feel kind of like the little old woman who lived in her like shoe pile slash clothes pile. And you do have a lot of things, but the problem is, I think... I it, don't have room to, to store them. The bottom line, though, is what you were talking about, what we're kind of referencing is the fear of giving getting rid of something. Yes. The fear of that it could be something that you're missing out on. Yeah, and it's not what even it's like... A treasure? It's not even like being valuable. It's like... Um, it's just like something I know that if I'm going to a party in five years and I might want this like specific dress that I have that I've never worn. Right. But I'm, it might be absolutely perfect for something and I will be so grateful that I've hung on to it because I have had times in the past. But do you think about it five years in the like five years in the future? You I'll go through exactly things. That? I'll go through things. I'm like, all right, I'm not wearing this right now. I've never really worn this. I've maybe worn it once. But I can foresee a time in the future to where mm-hmm. I might need it at some point. So then I hang on to these things. Uh, well, I, I'm taking a look here in the live chat, too. And uh, Ed just said, uh, I think you need to contact a professional organizer. You can never have too much stuff. I don't like anybody in my space. 
That's true. That would be a problem. No, I'm I'm very. I kind of have that same problem too. We're a little similar in that way. I think you're definitely a little more closed off because you have your, you know, your studio apartment. That's true. I don't live with anybody else. Like, yeah, I'm, nobody's really I'm... allowed to go show up at your apartment. No. Yeah. No, I do. And also, that's another stress that I'm having, too, which I think is the thing that has motivated me to start getting rid of some stuff is because my pilot light and my heater has gone out, and now it's getting colder. <laughs> Wait, why don't you just get the pilot light relit? Because I, then I have to call my landlord, who calls the maintenance guy who comes into my apartment, so therefore I have to make my apartment look cleaner than it usually is so that he can come in and light my goddamn pilot light. Isn't there a way you can just like pile everything onto a bed and put a blanket over it or something? And then it's like, then he's not going to know. I think that you would know if there's like a giant lumpy blanket. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's not going to see anything. If you put the blanket over it, then it hides the shame. <laughs> you got to find ways to hide the shame. That's the most important. Part. Oh, I have. I have like my mountains and like my little um, like areas, like like a space between a dresser and a couch and the wall and like something else where I can like hide my workout clothes and like my um, like travel bags and things. I think you should you should invest like if you're going to go to Goodwill invest in a bunch of blankets and create like a pathway for him so he knows exactly where he can and can't go. Should I just block off the rest of my block apartment? Off because the, the heater the heater is like right next to the front door so he doesn't have to go or into hang the a apartment. big curtain you know that blocks off the one section and just with a sign that says like do not enter and, or something like that. What, like no boys allowed? <laughs> yeah, something along yeah. those lines. That would keep him from, you know, seeing the rest of it and still... That would be the, the thing that would make him lighting. want to see the rest of it. I know. That's, of course. Wouldn't you yeah. snoop? Yes, of course I would. You, you would snoop. If yes. you walked into somewhere and there was like a curtain and it's just like, you know, whatever you do, don't look beyond this. Yeah, you're going to look beyond Don't that. go up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would look beyond that. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. So I'm getting really stressed because... So everything's kind of gone wrong at once. <laughs> So, I mean, not wrong, but, like, just things have stopped working in my apartment. Like, my apartment's always been kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. Like, it has uh, Quirky's its... one definition. I have seen your apartment a couple of times. Yes, yeah. it does. Uh, it does have its... It's like, um, for example, like, my kitchen sink will only work if I um, crank the... Um, Crank the faucet, the um, the handle, whatever it is. Wait, your kitchen sink will only work if you... If I have to... I have to crank it, like, eight times for it to start, because sometimes the water won't start in the morning. You have to, like, turn it eight times? Yeah, well, I have to. It has a handle on the top, so, oh, like, so I'll turn it, it on. You have to like pump it. Yes, yeah, so I have to like stop, it? and then I have to like prime it. It takes about like twenty, thirty seconds That's for the water to start working. Yeah, it's super weird. That like, there's a seem, lot of that weird... doesn't seem like it should work that way. I know, but I don't want them in my kitchen. So you're just not going to do anything. You're just going to. No, live it with works it. eventually. So you're going to live in the cold with half of water, and. And that's and you're willing to do that just because you don't want anybody coming in. No, but that's the thing. That's what has motivated me to actually get rid of one of my giant bags of clothes that I'm going to donate to charity because mm-hmm. I I'm like all right, well I need to. It's getting colder. Like last night when I was sleeping, I got a little cold. I'm like, you all right, are ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Just have them come in and fix. I that. will. I will. I just don't like people in my apartment. How cold would it have to be for you to deal with it? <laughs> it's getting like there. what's the what's the limits. Now I kind of want to know how long you can last. Like, maybe we should take a bet to see how long you can last. I mean, my my gas bill is, like, nothing. Uh, well, it shouldn't be anything. <laughs> Which it still is something, so I don't know exactly what's happening because I have nothing in my apartment that's functioning on well, gas Well, I think right there's now. a base price you okay, have to pay. Okay, because last month it was $8. <laughs> yeah, $8 and, like, 61 cents yes, or something. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's, like, the base price. Y- I just paid mine. I oh, think no that's way. like your base rate. It was like eight eight dollars and like sixty one or sixty seven yeah. cents or something. Yeah, yeah like that. something like uh-huh. that. Mm, yeah, that is so funny. Yeah, yeah, because I got my bill. It's I'm like, Northwest oh, Natural. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's their base price that you have to pay regardless. All right. So I did. I spent absolutely no heat because also <laughs> my oven stopped working too. 
So that doesn't work. Wait, so, <laughs> all right. So you you pay money for this apartment. You're not squatting somewhere. Um, this isn't. You're not stealing this from someone. You're paying for this, but you now don't have heat. You don't have an oven. And the faucet, you've got a well. The prime faucet it. doesn't. The faucet doesn't bother me. I just use it to like either fill it's a bowl. It's still or, strange. It is, but it's been that way the entire time. It's always been like that. It's an old building. I mean, it's okay. over 100 years old. It's an old plumbing, old building. That's fine. I understand that part. Um, Do you still have hot water? Yeah. No, the water is fine. The, everything else is fine. Okay. Super great. Just no heat? Just no, no heat and no No way oven. to cook anything. <laughs> yes. I've been wow. eating a lot of sandwiches and salads. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't toast anything. Or like, yeah. I really anything. do think we should have a, some kind of a bet going with Fun Employment Radio. To see how long you can go before you get that pilot light lit. Well, because I am kind of like how the, cold will it the have less to be? than nine dollar heating bill. See, I mean, I, yeah, you can't beat that. So, I mean, do you think you can make it into the end of October? Do you think you can make it into October? Maybe because I do like it when it's cold, and like my apartment does get warm, like when I'm moving around in there. Because <laughs> it's so small, your own body. It's so small, my body heat is. I actually. <laughs> your single person body heat is enough. Yesterday, to warm it up. when I went for my old lady power walk, I actually left all my lights on, just so like maybe the light bulbs would heat it up a little. Oh bit. my god, Sarah! <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm cheap too, but this is, I think, I think. It's not cheap. I'm just embarrassed, and I just need to get all my stuff cleaned. I, uh-huh. And plus, I don't want to rock the boat like I've always talked about before. Blah blah blah. Yeah, Sarah's stupid, but I don't like. I'm I have such che- yeah, but I have such cheap rent. I don't want to draw attention to myself. Yeah, no, I understand that. Because like, that's fly the under thing. The radar, under the radar. Under the radar. Always under the radar. I pay my rent early, like every month. I'm like, I I never like complain. I, there's never any like noise complaint. Like nothing. Uh-huh. I just like to kind of keep to myself. Like. Hide in the corner of my building and, like, pray to God that my rent doesn't go up. Knock on wood. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, if they did try to raise it, you could just be like, Keelan says, Sarah, I froze to death, but I only spent $8. But I only spent $8. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I only spent $8. <laughs> you need a guide. I pr- I'm just, just going to be sitting there just shaking like, I've proved my point. <laughs> <laughs> I win. <laughs> It actually doesn't get too cold in the winter because I'm sandwiched, you know, between a bunch of other apartments. Yeah. So, like, they can heat my apartment. But like, right now when, like, nobody's really using their heaters and it's just still kind of brisk. Yeah. Like, it, it's getting it's a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, just walk around a lot to warm it up. I did. Like, Last night when I was painting, like, I was like... Why is that girl pacing so much? I don't wear my shoes. I'm like... This new person that is above us in our studio. I, I don't like clicking around. Like I'll wear my socks in my apartment because I have yeah. wood floors. Yeah. Like there's no need for me to like clump. go clomping to around. Clomp around. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like yesterday. I was kind of you know running around cleaning things and I was working on a painting and like and then noticed I, it was getting a little warm in there. I'm like body heat. All right. <laughs> and that's free. <laughs> this is how it works. Vicky's asking, do you know how to start the pilot light yourself? I do not. I've looked at it, I contemplated it, and I'm so afraid I'm going to blow myself up that I'm not going to do it. That's one of those things I probably wouldn't do either. If no. it, I mean, if it was my own place, I know it's yes. easy. I've seen Frankie do it. Like, he did it last Frankie? time. No, Frankie. Oh, we'll yeah, talk about him. Yeah, the, yeah, Frankie, who's the maintenance guy, I think. I haven't seen him in a while. So oh. I don't know if he's alone. Well, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I saw him do it, and he was just like, you know, just lighter, and then it lit. I know that I'd just blow myself up. Yeah, it probably would be a bad idea. Yeah. And then also with the oven, I don't know how to restart 
that because the the burners and stuff work, just the inside of the oven doesn't work. So that, I think that's the pilot light. Just put a match too. in there and turn it on. I'm sure that's all you do. Okay, no, don't do that. Yeah, I'm really gonna do that. I would have. I would be terrified of it too because I'd be afraid I would do something like that. As as you know, if you listen to the show, I'm not too mechanically inclined. Yeah. Why do you think I haven't even told you about this? Because I don't want you to ever offer to help. <laughs> no, me. but I would call somebody. Well, I'll do it if I have to learn it. Like because I ha- used to have a furnace with the pilot light where I'd have to light it, and every time I was like, "Well, this is it." <laughs> this, this could, this could be the last time. And just because I was always afraid. Also, it was going I do to, like, have renter's insurance, so I don't want to be responsible if something does like explode. Like, you about, do or don't? I do have renter's insurance, yeah, so okay. that way, like, I want to be always get renter's insurance. Yes, always do. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's beside the point. What I'm saying is, I finally got the clothes out of my apartment. I have a giant bag of them in my passenger seat of my car because mm-hmm. I haven't driven for a, a while now. Um, so I'm going to drop them off. Um, down the street. But I'm kind of afraid because I want to look in there to make sure that there isn't anything I'm giving away. That Your treasures, yeah. My treasures. Like, are you going to go up there? Because you're going to drop it off. Usually you just drop off the whole bag. Are you going to go by, like, piece by piece? I can't. And, like, or else I'm off. never going to leave and then I'm going to, yeah. like, be greedy. Because every time I go and something's poking out of the top of it, like, I'll pull something out that I'm just like, oh, wait, I really do like this. <laughs> and I'll pull it out. Have you ever bought something back that you've seen? Yes. You I have, have yeah, I think I've talked about it before, like a shirt that I, I gave away that I didn't realize that I did. And I've been looking for it in my apartment, and I'd gone to Goodwill to go shopping. I saw the shirt. I'm like, this looks just like the shirt that I used to have that I've been looking for. I'm like, oh, it, it is. Oh. I'll pay $6 for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that back, please. <laughs> yeah, Courtney's wow. saying, don't look in there, just drop it off. That's what I need to do. Because I've lived, because that bag has been sitting there now for like a month. Because every time I go through stuff, and I'll just throw it into a corner, then I put it into the bag, and it's like a garbage bag, so I can't see through it. Because mm-hmm. that's the worst when you can see the clothes in there. Yeah, you can see each individual one exactly. and the memories that you had with each, each I piece know, of clothing. I know, so many memories. The possible future memories. So you that's what I need made. to do. I need to just, I, I haven't, I've lived without those things for a month. I don't need them anymore. Just think, you know, somebody else is going to make a future memory with your clothes. That's kind of weird. That's a yeah, weird that way to put weird. it. They're going to be wearing your clothes around. Well, what's weird is uh, sometimes I'll leave some of my clothes out, like some nicer ones in my apartment. There's like a common area where like, mm-hmm. people will leave like books sometimes or like, um, I don't know, like candlesticks things. And sometimes I'll leave clothes there and then um, they'll be gone like pretty quickly. Okay. And then it's weird to see somebody who's a stranger in my apartment building like wearing, wearing it, wearing one of my things. Uh, but I never tell kinda, them. That is kind of weird. It's super weird. You should just walk up and tell them like, you're wearing my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so That's, creepy. That is really creepy. Now yeah. it's kind of weirding me out. All right. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of the clothes. I know. I need to. I can't open the bag. I can't look. And that gives me excuses for more clothes. Like this amazing shirt that I got today. You did. Oh, my gosh. Too. So I want to give a huge thanks to Larry and Della because they sent us these amazing Cemetery Dance Publications t-shirts. Cemetery Dance Publications. And Seriously, thank you. Yes, because of our... Um, our first audiobook that we did, The Zombie Who Cried Human, which was released by Cemetery Dance Publications, written by Brian James Freeman. And uh, I feel so cool because, like, I can wear this shirt and someone asks, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's the company of the audiobook that we voiced. Yep. Nailed it. And mm. it's funny, at the same time, Brian sent us his book, like, in the same same uh, like, the same two packages. We had the Cemetery Dance uh, Publication shirts from Larry, and then Brian sent us the book. Which was weird. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, here's the book. And then that he works for, and then here's our shirt. So thank you very much, thank you. Larry, Della, and Brian. You guys are all awesome. It was awesome. All right, I think we need to go to break because I believe our guest is here. So we're going to do that, and we'll be hopping right back on here in just a second with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. I always forget because we have so many guests that come in here for the show 
that uh, that try to get in, but there's something wrong with the door or something like that. So I wonder what people in this building think of everybody that's sneaking in, then they just show up at our Oh, door. yeah, because they piggyback in. Yeah. Well, when we had Bobby <laughs> Lee in a, a couple months ago, yeah. like someone's like, oh, I know who you are. You can come in. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, all right. I recognize you. It's like, Trust all Bobby right. Lee. Well, yeah. <laughs> we are joined now by Katrina from the Brian Grant Foundation. Hello, Katrina. Hello. Katrina, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we were just talking about, before you came in, about... Meeting you at the Soulful Giving Foundation <laughs> when Sarah asked Brian Oh, you're Grant just throwing me under the bus right away. Right what away. he was doing with his extra drink tickets. I and just was taking a poll just to see because <laughs> yeah. once you leave, like, they turn into, like, worthless bits of paper. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just seeing what was happening there. Yeah. But yeah. well, yeah. it worked. I mean, we had beers. And then let me tell you, because Greg and our friend Tristan are like the they're really big Brian fans. So I gave them both the drink tickets. I'm like, here you go. Brian Grant got you drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I, that was a great time. And I was like, well, if she's going to ask for drink tickets. I'm going to say, hey, can you guys help us out with our next event? Uh, yes. <laughs> fair. Fair trade. I know. I was so embarrassed. I saw your face. You're like, really? <laughs> no, I was thinking, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> well, let's talk about the foundation. So we were talking sure. about Brian Grant earlier, just explaining for anybody who doesn't know who Brian Grant is. I mean, obviously, I, I grew up a Blazers fan, yeah. so I know Brian Grant. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome that he has this. But let's talk about maybe the foundation. Sure. Like what, what it is, how it got started. Like the kind of the base level. Sure. So Brian was diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's in 2008, just two years after retiring from the NBA. He's 36 years old. He decided right off the bat he wanted to support the cause and founded the foundation, the Brian Grant Foundation, in 2010, really to raise money for research. Like a lot of people that live with the disease, though, after a couple of years, he started to ask the question of what can you do every day while we wait for a cure. And that wasn't actually the easiest question to answer. So for a few years, we we worked with a lot of scientists and, and medical doctors to really sift through what do we know about this disease. Turns out the number one best thing you can do to delay the symptoms of Parkinson's is exercise. And Brian's an athlete. Yeah. So it made a lot of sense that we'd put a lot of focus behind exercise. Yeah. Nutrition's the same. Stress reduction's the same. So we now focus on exercise and nutrition as ways to manage the symptoms of Parkinson's, potentially delay the symptoms of Parkinson's, while also improving people's quality of life. Wow. really cool. Is there a specific type of exercise that you um, stress more than others? Like, is it good to, like, run, walk, lift weights, anything in particular? You know, we always say any exercise is good exercise, and what you enjoy is the thing you'll stick with, Mm -hmm. and sticking with it is the most important. But there are also things that are happening with Parkinson's, specific types of movement, uh, physical problems that you have that if you actually practice how to compensate for those, you can help. So, for example, you can help like counteract it. Yeah. So, for example, people with Parkinson's, uh, a common symptom is shuffling feet. And what you find is that actually you can teach people to take big steps. And if they practice taking big steps, they can keep that symptom at bay. Oh. And so it's a lot of things That's like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's just... It's like untrain your mind to be like, all right, this is what you should be doing. But like, nope, you can actually correct that. Yeah. yeah. You can compensate for what you know you're going to lose if you start early on. And that's what we teach people. 
Oh, wow. So is wow. it a huge age range of people that you work with that are affected by Parkinson's? Yeah, I mean, it's it's still more common in people over the age of 60, mm-hmm. but you're seeing uh-huh. more people with a younger onset Parkinson's, which is what Brian has. He was diagnosed at 36. Michael J. Yeah, Fox has so a young. young onset. Yeah, very young. And I think for that group of people, it was it was also an opportunity for us to step step in and say, well, what are the gaps for you? And it was really hard for people who are young because, again, a lot of the services that were set up for, were for people who are retired, mm. um, who are able to, um, you know, who aren't worrying about young, raising young children and getting up and going to work every day. Right. So for people Living Brian's age... life, you know, active life like that, yeah. Yeah, they're still raising kids. They're still going to work. They're still trying to take care of their fa- their parents and their families. And so we were able to sort of say, well, what, what do you guys want? And turns out they want to remain active and live their lives. And so we try to help them do that. What is the cause of Parkinson's? Is it um, like inherited? Is it something that just can come on out of nowhere? Yeah, you know, it's a little both. So it's for sure there are genes that are linked to Parkinson's disease. And if you get Parkinson's, even if you don't have a mutation in one of those genes, chances are you have some genetic predisposition for it. But there's also environmental factors, pesticides, uh, chemical exposures, uh, trauma to the head. Wow. Things like that can also play a role in, in Parkinson's. And it's somewhere on the continuum, you know, so... I didn't realize there were that many different factors that can bring that out. Oh, yeah. And that's why, you know, there's certain groups, veterans, uh, farm workers, they're at mm-hmm. higher risk of Parkinson's because of those chemical exposures, huh. because of the brain injuries and the and the trauma to the head. And so um, it's, yeah, there's a there's a lot of factors that go into getting Parkinson's. And it's it's this interplay between genetics and the environment. Wow. I'm sure you have learned a lot about this. Oh, over the time. yeah. Like, how long have you been with the foundation? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I've been with the foundation for, I've been the executive director for about two and a half years, but I actually was at the Michael J. Fox Foundation when Brian got diagnosed and called that foundation to support the research. Wow. And oh, wow. of course, I, you know, I was from Portland, Oregon, so I was the pers- one person in this office in New York City going, hey, that's a trailblazer. <laughs> right, Grant, yeah. you know, I know him. Which always makes you feel terrible that you're excited, you know, Brian Grant called because he's, you know, he has <laughs> Parkinson's and then you have to stop. Uh, oh, no. Check like, yourself, oh, wait a yeah. right? Like this is, you know, w- watch what you're doing, you know. So anyway, he he started up in 2010 and decided to give all the money to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. So they said, "Great, we'll send Katrina out to help you out." And I came back to Portland. It had changed so drastically. Oh, I yeah. bet. When How did you leave? You yeah. I was gone from about 1999, 1998 to that uh-huh. point. So I'd been gone for about 11, 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a huge change. It's a yeah. huge change. And when I came back, I thought, you know what? <laughs> While I'm here, I might just see what job opportunities are, are, are over here in Portland, Oregon, and, and moved back shortly thereafter. Called Brian and said, hey, I'm here. I know a lot about Parkinson's. I've been supporting the foundation through volunteerism since day one, but really came on board two and a half years ago. Wow. Oh, wow. What uh, what got you involved in, in the first place with the Michael J. Fox Foundation? So my background is in uh, biology, public health, and mm-hmm. that's that's what uh, my education is in. And when I, I had a job opportunity in New York City to move there. and actually, That's rad. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually working on a project in sub-Saharan Africa for a while. And, um, wow. Yeah, that was all, that was pretty cool, too. Where, where in Africa? So it was 10 countries, uh, Kenya, Rwanda, Ethiopia, Uganda, Malawi. Um, Mali, Malawi, um, a number of countries there, and the, uh, it was uh, it was a 
development project to try to meet the Millennium Development Goals that were uh-huh. set by Kofi Annan in, in 2000. Yeah. So we okay. did a lot of interventions around health, agriculture, infrastructure, education, in order to improve people's um, ability to live well, but also uh, increase their rate of living. A lot right. of people live for less than a dollar a day. Man. So... So I was in New York City, got the opportunity to work for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, just thought it would be an incredible opportunity, which oh, yeah. it was. And um, you never know how life, you know, life takes you in the right. weirdest paths, because mm-hmm. I really never thought that I would then meet Brian Grant and then be back in <laughs> Portland, Oregon. And work. You know, and when I tell people, well, you know, when they ask me my educational background, I tell them, oh, I have a master's in public health. And they're like, that's cool. How come you're working for a basketball player? <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> quite so, none yeah. of this makes sense. I, I couldn't tell you the career path to get to here. I just, I don't know. You yeah. know, it's a winding road. It's yeah. a winding oh, road. Wow. That's crazy. What a fulfilling life you've had. Yeah. So far. Yes. So far, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're doing it's, great. <laughs> it's been really fun. Um, of course, I love this city. It's oh, been, yeah. Right. It's been fun to come back and get to get to know it differently. And, you know, when I first moved back, I was committed to trying all the new things. And now I have to admit that I kind of stay in a 10-mile radius of my home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so do we. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, there's so much. I mean, it changes like every year. Uh-huh. It's so much Because we've both been here since two. I've been here since 2002. Were you two? I mean, about 2000. Yeah, and yeah. especially between 2002 and 2010, it changed so much. Yep. Like, I could, I mean, yeah. from 98, I can't even imagine how different it is to yeah. come back. Yeah. It is, a, you know, it's so different. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun being on the foundation side, though, because we do this work in nutrition, and and part of that is really helping people all see that there's healthy choices all around them. And actually, right. in Portland, there is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, Yeah, so we have some great restaurant partners, and um, Market of Choice is a great partner of ours. We have some great partners Isn't here. Isn't there one right there? Yes. Yeah. All right, yeah. right down and the street. I'm telling you, like, ever since we partnered with them, and I walked in there, and I saw their sushi bar, I'm um, my wallet has been a little bit oh. lighter, um, because it is some good food at Market of Choice, um, and they're actually a title sponsor of an event of ours coming up next week. Oh, tell us um, about it. Yeah, so it's my favorite event. It's called Plates for Parkinson's. It's Friday, September 28th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Urban Studio in the Pearl, and basically we get Portland restaurants to come out and provide menu options that meet our nutritional recommendations for Parkinson's. Cool. Plus we have drinks wonderful. and Brian's there, and we play music. It's a lot of fun, and so this year we have Blossoming Lotus on board. Nicholas Restaurant, uh, Lebanese food yeah. on board. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. good. Oh, oh, so good. So I good. know. Oh. I know. Um, we have Market of Choice will be there and Carlita's uh, Tacos and uh, Tequila. We will stop talking <laughs> about the tequila part. We're going to focus on the tacos. Um, <laughs> Tequila's good for yeah, you. Good yes, for you. yes. Yeah. So, uh, we, so it's, it's awesome. And so they come, they provide the food, and you get a chance to sample this food that meets all of our nutritional recommendations. And I always joke with people that I swear I have this – I'm not taking this job because of the food alone. <laughs> it is a perk. It's a good bonus. <laughs> it is a good bonus, but uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's uh, you know it's food, drinks, and a great and a really good time, and it's you know forty dollars, which you would spend on a Friday night anyway. Oh, but totally. Yeah. In this case, one hundred percent of the proceeds come to the foundation. So one hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And so BrianGrant.org, you can find all the info there. But yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a lot of fun. <gasps> so we met you at the. Um, at the the blanket soulful the giving. soulful yeah. giving blanket concert. So, do you always accompany Brian to all the different like charity? 
events that are happening? Yeah, you know, a lot of times I do. He he has been, uh, you know, he's been giving back to this community for a long time, well before when he had Parkinson's. He's oh, been, yeah. you know, he, the Soulful Giving is for children's cancer. Oh, my um, gosh. He, we were just last weekend at the uh, Self-Enhancement, Inc. SEI Gala, which is for uh, underserved youth, and they, they do incredible work. And it's actually one of my other, you know, favorite parts of the job is that I get to see all of these organizations in Portland that are doing all this incredible work that I didn't even know about, like SEI. Right. You know, um, I was just sitting in their audience on Saturday night thinking, how do I help? Yeah. How do I help? This is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I will go with him to certain things. You know, he also has a, a he has sons and, and daughters in the area, so mm-hmm. they'll go with him to things, too. And uh, he's got a son that plays uh, football for the for the beavers. That's right. Oh, you know? oh my so, God. So, I don't know. Are You're, you guys done? You were a beavers? beaver. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't play football for the Beavers. You didn't play, yeah. I don't know if that's a shocking yeah, I'm a cougar. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, okay. me, yeah. yeah. I did not play football either. <laughs> or basketball. Shocking revelations for everybody play. on here. I'm sure if I'd chosen that path, I'd be, you know, great. Yeah, you'd be dominating, yeah. I'm sure. All five, six of you. Oh, yes, yes exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's cool, though. I mean, and, and one thing, too, just so Brian Grant will be there as well. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, he'll at be that there. Event. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like... I, I always talk about how nice Brian Grant is, is you know, so when you nice. meet him. But he seriously, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, like, he is. Genuinely, it's it's funny because people often come up to me just and they'll tap on my shoulder to say, "Do you think there's any possibility mm-hmm. that Brian would take a photo with me?" And I'm like, "I promise you, if you go ask him, he'll take a photo." Yeah, it's it's you really can just go up and talk to him, and he'll talk to you. He's a really <laughs> nice man, and I know it's kind of weird for people because they don't they expect that, right? You know, he's he, be like sheltered or yeah. Be like, yeah, sorry, no, don't talk to me. Or, but half yeah. the time. Time, you know, it's me trying to pull him out of um, events or conversations. Oh, yeah, he like, was oh, like, we gotta sh- go, we gotta go. He was shimmying like over one of like the like the strings that was like keeping the v- He's like, oh, yeah, I'll come and talk. Here, I'll just walk around and talk to your friends over there. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're going to, to love this. about the current season. Like, yeah. just oh, my God. Yeah. Our friend Tristan's head was about to explode. I was just watching him. It was so great <laughs> to see him like. Enjoying Brian's company. Yeah, I, I think so too. And so it's it's he's just really nice like that. So if you approach him, he's absolutely willing to take photos or talk with you. And I just think he's a you know it's part, part again another part of the job that's so nice is that he is genuinely nice. I yeah. don't have to force him to go out there and interact with right. the public. You You're know, not pulling teeth. Yeah, to make that <laughs> he's a, he's happy. He's it makes him you know makes him feel good. When, especially something like plates for Parkinson's because we get we get a lot of people who have Parkinson's who come out yeah. to our events and for them to meet Brian it is really a special moment because he does mean so much to that community to be able to see someone doing well with this disease. And taking care of himself and and kind of leading the way it must be so inspiring. Yeah, it's yeah. very inspiring, and that's what we get a lot of a lot of. I get a lot of messages that from people just saying, it's inspiring to see what he's doing. I've never seen anything like this when people talk about Parkinson's, and it makes yeah. me feel like I can do it. Wow. And I think of all the benefits that we put out into the world, that's probably the the biggest. That is really really cool. Oh. All right, well, you can find out everything about this at briangrant.org. And then that's uh, – so the tasting is happening next Friday. Yep. All Plates right, for September tomorrow. 28th. Plates for Parkinson's. And, yeah, details are right there at briangrant.org too. So you can pick up your tickets and go there and support. That is so yeah, cool. Well, yeah, Katrina, thank you so much for coming in and talking hey, about this, yeah, too. Yeah, you know, anytime. We had a random I, meeting at Soulful Giving. Yes, you know? that's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she, like, did seem a little shocked. She's like, oh. 
You guys do have your own place. Right? <laughs> I swear. We're not going to murder you in a basement or anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whose house am I showing up for this yet? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I appreciate meeting you guys, too. I mean, I, like I said, it's always fun for me to see what people are doing in Portland. And this is this is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, kudos to you guys for, for doing Thank this. Thank you and, so much. Uh, so and anytime you want to come out to one of our events, anytime you uh, have anything to talk about, you just let me know. And anytime okay. you'd like to come in and talk Same about here. any of your events, okay. of course, yeah. the door is open. Okay, Absolutely. Like, literally, yeah. because Thank you can you. just get in with you no security. Security now I know. Like, I just yeah. walk in and be like, "Hi, I have something to talk about. Can I? Can you put? Give me the mic." Just you sit must down look and more. Start talking. I think yeah. you look more trustworthy than me because we've worked here for like six years now, and sometimes people won't let me in the building. I'm like, I've been here. Yeah, you've seen my face. Maybe oh, that's, that's more hilarious. about me than you. Yeah. All right. Well, BrianGrant.org. Go there. Check everything out. So awesome. thank you, Katrina. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you for sa- taking thank some you. time. All right. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up. So there we go. That was Katrina from the Brian Grant Foundation. That is. So awesome. Yeah, I just was looking at her. I'm like, Sarah, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we're helping spread the word. That's what we can do. So, um, again, that is uh, next Saturday at Sun- or next Friday. Next Friday, yeah. Excuse me. And sounds like Sarah and I may be there too. Yeah, so, I think it might be. So, uh, pick up your tickets. It's a pretty, pretty good way to support it and meet Brian Grant too. Yes, exactly. All of those things. All right. Well, I'm bummed that I'm going to miss tonight, though. Yes. So, today, yes, oh. let's get on to the important things now that we've talked about. <laughs> we've talked about like changing the world well, and helping people about with. Changing direction a little bit in the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, let's talk about... I love hoarding, you know, charity work and, like, helping people, like, better their lives and then this. Now let's go to Cornhole. Yeah. Uh, so today is the finals of the Cornhole League that Sarah and I are in. And, oh. But Sarah, unfortunately, cannot be there. That's the... And so yeah, it's so going to be Tristan and I. Work, We've so got I a three-person team. So it's, it's Tristan and I and then Sarah. And then we rotate out. But since Sarah can't be there, Tristan and I are going to have to hold down the team, which you are the one who just beat somebody in Alaska who had never been beat. That's true. I know. I feel like, but maybe that was the peak of my cornhole season. Oh, that could have been. Maybe that was, that a, was it. The, it's just like, Sarah, because I have to work today. I got called into my cater waiter job, and I guess yeah. they need me. Plus, they gave me like a week and a half off, so, or well, a, couple, that's true. a few yeah. weeks. I haven't been there do? in a long time. So what I'm like, all right, do? whatever. I'm going to just Priority, Sarah. But yeah, no, we've yes. got to play. My only problem, though, is, and we've talked about this on the show, and I know oh. it's funny because. I, I mean this this you know obviously this is silly but the league that we play in, um, we talked about before, about a guy by the name of, the name that we gave him, which is Matt Bastard. <laughs> so this guy is the biggest jerk in the world that plays cornhole in this league, and I mean that like seriously, not as a joke jerk. He's he's a complete jerk. Like everybody is against this guy. No, he's he's not he's nice. He's just a not nice Even person. his friends talk about how not nice he is. He is just not a he's nice just person. A, he's just a jerk. Like the kind of guy who doesn't tip like at all. Like won't tip when you're when you're at a bar. Like that kind of person. And so T and I have to play him tonight and the problem is like I don't care if I don't care if I lose to somebody who's like I don't want to lose, but if I lose to somebody who's uh, you know like someone who's like not a cruel person. No, someone it's, who's just, not, it's fun. It's cornhole. It's like that's not the end of my. That's day. the fun of it. Is it when it's a competition? When it's like in tongue and cheek? Like yeah, we can all be like turds to each other, but it's still fun. It's just fun. It's just it's it's silly. But the problem is, oh my god, I want to beat him so badly. It's throwing me off because I know it's going to ruin his day. I know, and it like really throws people off. So like he actually won. Um, a few weeks back. Yeah. And I remember, like, it was so, like, everyone, like, Ugh. nobody was, like, usually we'll have, like, a group cheers at the end of Cornhole Night, and everyone will be like, good job. It was just, like, 
crickets. And then yeah. he just kind of walked away. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, oh, they won. I want him to go down so badly. You but can't I don't know want what are some ways. That I, that's the problem. This is what's, that's just going to throw me off. Like, what can I do to like get in his head? Do you want me to bit? do? Do you want me to tell you some of my tips? Yes. What are your tips? Don't care, absolutely, and just know that it's going to go in the hole. I just I kind of aim my hand. Well, for I'm the okay hole. playing. I just mean just ignore him. him in particular. Just ignore what can him. I? What are your tricks that you do to get? You should listen head? to headphones. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. I know. You should put okay. on some white noise and listen to some headphones. So, like, just ignore him completely and not even talk to him? Just put it in headphones? Yeah. Oh, that would probably annoy him. That would probably super annoy him. Okay. And wear, like, okay. maybe, like, one glove, like, you know, one glove. You know, like, how people have, like, the batter's gloves or something. Like, <laughs> like serious cornhole. Like, like exactly. glove. Earplugs and then, like, a cornhole glove. Not on your throwing hand, but the one, you know, that cups over it. So uh-huh. Okay. And just look really serious. Okay. So, so act like I'm <gasps> really serious. You know what you should do? You should uh, brag me. about you should brag about uh, being asked to be involved in some giant cornhole tournament. What you need to do? Is, What's one that he's not involved in? Exactly. Let me see. Um, competitive. Oh, that's, Sarah, these are brilliant ideas. Cornhole. He's because this guy like flies down to national. Vegas. National. All right, hang on. There is one American Horn Cornhole Organization. Uh, let's see. There's one in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, I'm flying down to Alabama for the big cornhole. They, they invited me in. Yeah, you they know, invited me. To, they were they were yeah, really... covering my expenses and just just like make something up like that. Okay. Yes. All right. I think here. Let me see when this one is. Um, all right. Oh, it already happened. July twenty fourth. All right. He probably knows that. Oh, he probably does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, I like. I really like this a lot. So I shouldn't say. I shouldn't like try to talk. Just say like, oh, I don't want to throw. Like, I don't want to throw out my back too hard because I'm going to be competing in this, you know, national tournament. Just something that he's not in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that would make him a little bit that, and then just put my headphones right back immediately back in. All right, let's see for the month of October 2018. I'm just trying to find any sort of tournament that's happening. It's all it all happened in July. Cornhole is kind of a summer sport, Greg. It turns out. Just make up one. Make up a tournament he doesn't know about. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to the uh, Midwest Regionals. You know, they're going to be Why don't you say there was one in Alaska, and that's why you were in Alaska? Yeah, we were up in Alaska. I don't know if you saw the... And I can show them the pictures of the yeah. cornhole boards. Yes. I was up at the um, the Alaska Regional for the Cornhole Championships. Yeah, the semi-championships. Yeah, they invited us up there. Well, I mean, we made it through. So they're going to actually pay to fly us back up there, too. Yeah, we got to uh, get back there. I mean, the problem is the flight's just so long, you know? I mean, it takes a little while to get up there, but what are you going to do? You know, yeah. it's, Luckily, it's on a weekend. So I think it's in October is when we go up there because up there, you know, because yeah, the you lights can say it was longer. in Skagway because that's where the cornhole thing was. It would be and like because the, light the skag lasts hole or something. We played in the skag hole tournament. It's competitive skag hole. Uh, okay. All right. I like this. I'll make up a regional tournament that he's not invited to and then try to get Well, how can you make it sound grandiose? Like the Alaskan Frontier Cornhole Championship. Experience. Experience, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. The Alaskan Frontier, that sounds... The Alaskan sounds Frontier good. Cornhole Championship? Yes. Yeah. AFCC. Okay. The AFCC. Okay, all right. This is great. These are good ideas. So, so that's how you can AFCC. intimidate him. Yeah. yeah, the Alaska Frontier Cornhole Championships. Yeah, I was up there. We were actually up there for the semifinals and uh, just found out that we actually qualified to go to yeah. the championships. Oh you, oh, you haven't heard about that one? Oh. Huh. It's been kind of underground, but now ESPN is like really... Yeah, I think ESPN yeah, ESPN's going to be up there. Yeah, the cash time. prize I think is like... Ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it was, it's yeah, ten grand. I think five grand for second, something like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we got asked to participate. Uh, so, you know, yeah, we'll be just up talk there to him. Just I'm distract sure him with to... a tournament that he doesn't know about that he wasn't invited yeah. to. You'll be able to see that us on is t- like see you got to poke holes in that ego. Huh. 
<laughs> Keelan's saying this won't work. He'll be on his phone Googling that before you. Good. Then that, that means he won't be concentrating yeah, on playing. Yeah, he won't playing. be able to find it. Yeah, totally. Because that's, uh, that's all that matters. I just want to throw him off. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Alaska Frontier Cornhole Championship. Okay. Thank you, sir. This is, these are good You're ideas. You're welcome. Yeah. And just say, you should be, like, super supportive to him. Maybe, I like, should, they, if he asks where you are, yeah. say, well, actually, Sarah Qualit, where, where pre-qualified. are you? Pre-qualified. I'm in the, um, the theme. The, let's see. So she's resting. No, just say, um, actually, the, um, the singles female championship is already happening. And that's where you are? You're up in I'm Alaska? There. I'm up in Alaska. Yeah, she's at the singles. He doesn't know. Yeah. The, so I'm going to be gone all weekend, so I, I could be in Alaska all weekend. Yeah, the Alaska Frontier Cornell Championship, the singles uh, female Competition is actually going on right now, so that's yeah. where Sarah's at. She and qualified. then I'm going to fly up to meet up with her. Uh, She's tomorrow. the number three seed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say like you're Vicky, a thousand percent sure he's not listening unless it's his own voice oh, that I he's listening care. to. He would not listen. Plus, and I, I don't care. I he don't is care. <laughs> like this isn't somebody where I would care if I, you know. No, this isn't somebody who actually has like I genuinely feelings. I really genuinely person. think that he doesn't care about anything yeah. but himself. Yeah, but uh, his friends listen. So hi everybody. Hi everybody. <laughs> Y'all know who he is, and you don't like him either. <laughs> All right. So All right, we'll oh, try that. Uh, right. Yeah, we do need to wrap up, I think. Or, yeah, probably. <laughs> this is funny. Well, I am going to go. All right, so I have learned my lesson from earlier in the show. I have my bag of stuff. Okay. I'm going to go donate it to Charity, and I, Charity, I'm not going to open it. Don't open it. I'm going to double knot Whatever the you do. zip ties on the top. Don't look through the treasures. There's so many treasures. There could be treasures in there. But you have to. You have to get rid of them. You also need to buy blankets so you can cover up the rest of your I'm stuff. I'm not going to cover up the rest of my stuff, but I do need to get heat. I'm probably just going to call him. I think you probably need some heat. I probably need some heat. I, I was mean, a little cold last night. I do like sleeping in a cold room with warm like blankets. Not but... that you can't afford it. It's because you just don't want to talk to the person. Because I don't. That is how someone becomes a shut-in. That is. I do like you being. You are on the path. You have all the But signs. I am, as we talked about, like a shut-in where like I like to be in my own space and I don't want anybody else invading my space, but I do like to be out doing things. You like to go in other people's spaces. You just don't want them in yours. I like my own ding-dong. He just didn't want it afterward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. We really, really do appreciate it. Tomorrow. Fantastic people. Uh, tomorrow we'll be live at 10 a.m. Pacific time and uh, with a whole new show for you. Yes. yes Lots indeed. of things because we, uh, we have some things that we're doing this weekend. Yes, indeed. I want to give a shout-out to Courtney. Courtney, thank you. That was an awesome gift. The goat. Yes, Courtney. <laughs> I, I know that she's in a meeting, but thank you so much to Courtney. Oh, who, she is. I didn't know that this was a thing. Did you know that you can send goats to people? And I it's had called, no idea. And it's called You Goat Mail. <laughs> you Goat <laughs> Mail. Goat. <laughs> and uh, the lovely Courtney sent it to us. And she, uh, Greg and Sarah wanted to thank you for making me smile and laugh. Um, I truly appreciate you. Thank you, Courtney K. So thank you, Courtney, for our goat. He shall now take his place on the shelf of all of our things in the green room. <laughs> that is awesome. You goat mail. I love a good pun. <laughs> Says one of the hosts of Fun oh, Employment so Radio. Good. Yes. <laughs> Did we give Larry his uh, Elvis? Wait, I realized I think we said happy birthday, but we didn't actually say. We didn't actually play He needs his Elvis, his Elvis Greg. He needs his Elvis. He Larry needs his, needs his Elvis. Elvis. So sorry. Uh, sorry, but he's just pausing for one more second here. While we do that, uh, while yes. we do that, I do want to remind everybody that you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Audible link and go there, sign up for your free trial, and then pick up a copy of The Zombie Who Cried Human. Yes. Which is the wonderful book by Brian James Freeman from Cemetery Dance Publications that Sarah and myself uh, narrated. We which I hope it. to do it again sometime soon. I hope so, too. So it was awesome. so much fun. All right. Well, speaking if of cemetery. If you have a book you would like narrated, yes, please contact us. please let us know. And also speaking of cemetery dance, we had referenced this earlier. Larry bought us some amazing cemetery dance T-shirts. We wanted to thank – oh, and thank you for the David Bowie towel, too. 
above and beyond. Thank you so much. And it's not even my birthday month yet. That's in oh god. Thirty days has September. Ten days, Greg. My birthday month starts. There's no such thing. As Ten days, my birthday no month. Hap- such anyway, thing. my birthday month doesn't matter right now because it is the wonderful Larry's birthday week. So I want to wish a very happy birthday to you, Larry. Larry, you're the bee's knees. We love you, hon. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, once again. That was important. I'm glad you remembered. Uh, Don't forget to follow Portland Podcast Festival because... uh, We have been slowly but surely announcing all of the entrants for this year's Podcast Fest. And the tickets should be up today, so we'll be giving some links. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, post that as soon as that comes out, but we're posting all the shows that are releasing on our social media pages for the Portland Podcast Festival. Follow on there and catch up. I think there's six, seven shows that have been announced so far. Some really, we got some really diverse shows on this year. It's a really unique lineup. We worked really hard picking. I mean, it was from a lot of podcasts. Let me say it was very difficult. And I mean, it's not just Sarah and I, but it's very difficult. Um, going through all of the amazing shows. And like some of them, like from last year, we're not having repeat just because, you know, they've already been in a festival and we wanted to give somebody else opportunities. So yeah. there were, there's so many amazing podcasts that we just wanted to be fair to everybody to make sure we could get them in. Yeah. So the tickets will be going on sale. We would uh, love for you to pick some up. So we'll uh, get you all the details on that soon. All right. Soon. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. More Fun Employment Radio. I hope the Brian Garrett Foundation didn't listen to the rest of the show. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.